you know, I'm not I joking think... when I say like this is a small obsession of mine. I don't know why, but I just have like just become so <laughs> caught up in the research and like yeah. the details of this because it's like, um, I just love the idea that someone was trying to make something and it didn't turn out. And, and it's nobody's really told... how it didn't turn out. No, nobody's really. I mean, I haven't listened to like the other podcasts that are about tiptoes. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm imagining that you have, but like nobody's mm-hmm. really talked that much about the fact that like, you know, this was supposed to be a different, like Dan O'Brien didn't mention this at all. Like he obviously even he didn't like dig any deeper onto like why this movie was made or why Matthew Bright cared about little people at all. You know, like that's uh, the it, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I, I think there is a story to be told there. And I think an interview would be really cool. And at first, so I was like, oh, it'd be funny, like interview Matthew McConaughey or whatever. But I don't think that they would have anything to say, like him or even someone like Gary Oldman. Like, I don't think they would have anything interesting to say <laughs> about like, I think they would like, you know, have fun stories about the set or whatever if they remembered. But like, I would be much more interested to like talking to uh, Matthew Bright or. or yeah, yeah, I think like, he'd be interesting. At, like just the point at where he's at in life. I think he has enough distance from it, you know, yeah. and, like, you know, if we could get any I, like one of the guys in the production company was going to track down the try and track down the director's cut for me yeah but the only way he was going to be able to do that was to like drive it to a storage unit an hour away oh my um, God. and so i didn't want to make him do that until i had yeah. a good reason you know yeah um but they're Wait, very what the, the of tiptoes the productors production yeah the director's cut of tiptoes oh my yeah God. they've already tried to i can forge you the emails they've already tried to find it for me they didn't they thought i would so well here's the other thing um, I haven't mentioned this at all, uh, but they got very interested in the idea when I suggested like that it could be a documentary. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't have the chops for a documentary. Right. Um, I would love to be a part of it. And, you know, I would love an attempt, but I would definitely need some help. Right. Um, but. They've been very interested in that. I think that would be really cool for sure. Right. I don't think I I actually am almost certain that no one else has connected the dot of the French dwarf being Hervé Villachez. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting thing. Uh, And really gives this podcast. I think that thing gives people a reason to listen to this podcast. Right. Right. And that's one of the things I was going for. And like, so in my mind, you know, so I've, I've been kind of going at this whole thing, hoping that things come together, which I think yeah. is like a reasonable, that's, that's just kind of a good attitude to have with this sort of sure. stuff. Um, but, you know, in my ideal world, what would happen is that you and I would start to build a theory. Like, you know, I've yeah. kind of had these intuitions I've been sharing with you, testing them against you. You've brought some stuff to the table that I think is really interesting yeah. um, that I hadn't considered before. And I'm trying to like kind of make a quilt out of them. I feel kind of bad for dogging on that movie now. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, I mean, like, knowing that they like that you've been in contact with them and they might actually listen to this. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, that's just the problem with all of it. Like, so, yeah. you know, there is like this dance of like trying to not offend them. Yeah. But the, I mean, so this is what could work in our favor. I think that the conversation you and I had in the first two episodes specifically shows that we are like basically amateurs who right. really appreciate people trying yeah for sure 
Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, if, I they, if they listen to it in that order, if they go one and two, and I talk about like how I thought this movie was silly when I first watched it when I was younger, but then now I kind of see that like they were trying to say something that was worth saying, right? I think that like hopefully that's what I would want them to take away from, and anyone for take away from this podcast is that like that seems to be like the message is like you can watch a movie that you like that is critically panned and like that is like you know you don't understand what the movie's trying to say and then you you don't really like understand the fact that like there might have been a really good reason for all of those things right like um yeah that's definitely so there's um, a podcast that has talked about tiptoes that i don't listen to but i listened to this episode and it's called no such thing as a bad movie and that's kind of their premise but they don't they don't dig into it why they just have that as like a belief yeah and so they're like trying to find good things about it Right. But I'm trying to show that there were good things that were like, it's not like, I don't know. It's not the same as like a children's drawing. You know what I mean? Where it's right. like, I'll try and see the good things in it, you know, but no. it's just not good as it is, you know, like this is something that I think was trying to be something very specific. And then it yeah. just didn't happen, which I completely sympathize with. That's the yeah. trick. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested in, like even when I watch the room, you know, I laugh at it and things like that. And I think it is the coolest thing in the world that Tommy Wiseau can laugh at it and like be a part of things. But that is like, I think actually like a virtue I aspire to. And I've talked with it about, I've talked with so many people about this recently where like, I really just think it's important to have the courage to make bad things. Yeah. Like just to try, just to try and make anything and if yeah. it's bad, you at least made something. Right. You know? um, I think there is and... a much more prevalent, like, that's much more of a thing is like baby boomers and like to an extent, some of our generation as well kind of were taught that like, if you can't monetize something, then it's not worth doing. Right. And like, this is, you know, a lot of exploitation films and a lot of, uh, B B movies and like what you were talking about, like people who are just making things for the sake of making them, kind of are railing against that idea and that like mm-hmm. the idea that like art is only good for like making money, and if you can't do that, like then it's not worth doing. And it's just like that's not true. That's not what art is supposed to be, you know. Um, so yeah it's pretty yeah so i just love trying to figure out what tiptoes was trying to be because it's very clear to me that it it wasn't made through a studio so it's like the same kind of thing you know it was it was it's like appreciable appreciable just for the fact that people were trying to make something with big name actors in the wide release without going through the ordinary means and i know that's why the producer was excited about it it's in his emails that's what he talks about he's like you could write your dissertation on like the wild west that was independent movies in the early 2000s you know right. I was like oh, i'm not gonna do that but like but like you can um it would you can be tell really that's cool. what they're excited about that's like the history of independent film is just that yeah. kind of stuff it would be really cool if we could get our hands on the director's cut and watch that for an episode and talk about the differences and what what the movie now means to us i would love that and so then, much I would want to watch it live with you. Yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah, for sure. But I mean, just Uh, in general, like even if it wasn't recorded, I would would love to watch it and then process it fresh. You know, right, right. Like uh, I think 
Yeah, that would be cool. So, if, so I think like if we can do that, then I think it is worth. Um, you think that needs to come first? I would imagine so because then we'd have a better idea of the director's vision, right? And we'd have better questions to ask him, and like, yeah. and have a better reference for like what the movie was trying to be. But um, have <laughs> I okay. told you that he? Hasn't seen the movie. What? Matthew Bright? He hasn't seen it. He hasn't seen either version? No, he's seen the director's cut, but he hasn't seen oh, it since it was oh. released in theaters. He, oh, so he, wait. So he's seen the, he saw like his vision, his director's cut, but he never mm. saw the theatrical release. That's why. <laughs> that is wild. So, and I'm wow. going to just really, I'll reveal something else to you too. Yeah, Gary Oldman paid yeah. for Matthew Bright to go to the Sundance Film Festival where the theatrical release was being shown so that Matthew Bright could publicly denounce the movie. Oh, wow. Which he did at Sundance. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know how Matthew Bright felt about the director's cut. It'd be interesting yeah. to see. Maybe yeah. I think, but I think the story of what the theatrical release. So that that even more the... proves my point, where I would rather see that first, and then oh, does it be able to talk to him in an intelligent way about like the movie that what the movie actually is what oh, it's so supposed to be, and talk about how the travesty of the fact and how traumatic that must have been for him to have his basically his baby like ripped from his arms and changed and cut you know to shreds. Mm -hmm. And put out to the world where everybody could mock it for being really stupid, you know, like that. I think, yeah, that would. Make well, he probably wanted it to be mocked, but mocked for the reasons that he was making it. Yeah, mockable, right. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Maybe. So. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can I can do some poking around a little bit still. And that that one hundred percent. The other reason why I, I'd say like I think. Uh, there were odds that like the director's cut wouldn't make the movie any better. But I think Peter Dinklage also saying like, Hey, you know, the director's cut was a beautiful film, right? Like he has a quote saying that makes yeah. me feel like, you know, it, it's a much more it's, I think it's worth trying to track down if we, if we can, but yeah. Yeah. It's so true. So, so yeah, my intuition was the opposite, but you know, I, I have no problem going in that direction too. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows? Matthew Bright might even appreciate the fact that it was recovered. You know, I think he um, would be more likely to talk to us if, if we, we like, came to him and said, "Hey, mm. yeah, like we are doing this podcast about your movie, and we were so like this rabbit hole that you went down to find out like why this movie was made made you realize that you needed to see the director's cut and now that we've seen the director's cut we need to talk to you about it like yeah like that's a that's where my you know intuitions have been and like the reason i wanted to do the podcast a little bit was aside from the fact that i just wanted to do one with you i thought it'd be fun is that like i said i've been trying to get the temperature on whether anyone thinks this is worth it yeah. you know um because when I listen to other podcasts talk about it, they like throw around some of this trivia, you know, and yeah. like, it's just something to laugh at. But for me, it's like, no, I, I like, I, I think this movie's horrible and I just die laughing, watching it yeah. because it doesn't make sense. 
But I actually, my feeling when I watch it is that like no rational person could have made this. And it's not that, what I mean by that is not like the person who made it was irrational. It's that no one in particular made it. So it's like a, it's like this really strange, like, are you familiar with like the, this is like a stupid academic thing, but like a palimpsest, have you heard of that before? No. A palimpsest is like uh, a page that has writing on it. But sure. then someone's written over it. Mm. And so it's like very common in like old medieval writing, you know, that things will be palimpsest. But like, that's how I feel about this movie where it's like, there are coherent things that are in it that just didn't happen. And what ended up happening is hilarious. And it's <laughs> not what any single person wanted it to be. Um, and that is just like a story unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it's mm. not like Tommy Wiseau. You know, it's it's like uh, this is like I said, like uh, the tagline is an accidental masterpiece. That's kind of what I love about it. It's just that it feels different than any movie because what makes it so likable is not really planned by anyone. Right. Not even. And it's not because people are really inept either. Right. Yeah, Um, we got to save the for the podcast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know. Sorry, that's the best content is always after you. And I, I, so, uh, real quick before I have to go and, and, and Mm -hmm. clean up a little bit. Um, I found a tweet of a guy, maybe you've seen this already. Who's saying it was a tweet by someone, Ben Meckler. I don't know who he is, but he's verified on Twitter. He says, can anyone hook me up with the tiptoes director's cut? I just found out exists. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a bunch of people who are just like, oh, that movie's silly, blah, blah, blah. And then some of them are like, um, you absolutely do not want it. It has more false endings than Return of the King. So Seriously? it sounds like this, seen it? apparently this person has seen it. Uh, but, you know, it's people on the Internet. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows if they're, you know, bullshitting or whatever. Um, yeah. And then there's some people who are like, um, wait, where? Oh, someone said my friend worked the premiere of tiptoes at Sundance as a volunteer. His job was to babysit the director and make sure he didn't have too many cocktails before the Q and a, because he was outraged that the move studio took the movie from in and recut my friend failed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that kind of goes about what you were saying. Yeah.